0: Okay, Ron, thank you so much for the prayer and, uh, we'll go ahead and, and, uh, kind of get involved with, Lord just, uh, played the first part, I mean, uh, the last part of your study last Sunday morning. We'd, we'd, <laughs> we'd be there. And we'd be done and go
1: yeah, I finally <laughs> caught up with Dad in the, uh, in the Colossians study, so.
0: Yeah, well, it, uh, I'm going slowly, but, I hope, surely, uh, somewhat surely, uh, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna get back in Colossians 1 again tonight, and of course, Ronnie's, uh, putting emphasis on the prayer, and I'm putting emphasis on, hope to, on the rest of it, that, uh, Paul is bringing us here in Colossians, and, uh, I certainly hope that we'll, uh, We'll learn a lot about that. This is gonna be study, uh, 89 of our wisdom study and, uh, the workman's interlinear, uh, together. And, uh, we got down through the eighth verse last week after also doing the, uh, the introductory notes to the, uh, Colossian letter and, uh, so we're going to pick up with verse 9 again, but I'm going to read verse 8 and then we'll get into verse 9 because Epaphras was, was where Paul was, uh, uh, was getting his uh, understanding because of, uh, uh, Epaphras was from, from Colossae and he had, uh, been under the tutelage, I think, of Paul quite a bit, along with maybe with Timothy. And, uh, so, uh, Paul is, is, uh, picking up what he has heard of these people and, uh, and, uh, he is, uh, writing a letter back, back to them also and, uh, explaining to them uh, what he is, what he had been, uh, instructed to say. And, uh, to, to give us another, uh, great piece of understanding of this mystery truth. Verse 8 says, who, and this was Epaphras, also declared unto us your love in the spirit. So, uh, Evidently it was, it was a good deal for Paul and a good deal that he would hear about these because I don't think he'd ever met them face to face. And, uh, and this was, uh, was a situation that, uh, he was in there because he was writing to them, uh, not having Really met them, but just through his friend. And it says in verse nine, and we'll we'll read it in the King James, and then we'll go back to my notes, and uh, and uh, then we'll get into what Jack wrote. It says for this cause, talking about uh, hearing of their love uh, for the saints in the spirit. And he says, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And and so uh, I've got my notes here and then we'll do them and then we'll do. Uh, jacks as we've been doing, it out of the coin a green so it says for this cause or on account of uh, and on this account was to their through their faith and love it says we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and that prayer there is prosucmite again and uh for you and so there's an and there after for you uh, and that and there is uh, uh, a desire of Pauls that or in order that you might be filled. And fill there is uh appendage one hundred twenty five dash seven in the in the companion bible, in the notes in the companion bible, uh that you might be filled. And fill there's the word in the Greek is plerou. and that is to fulfill or accomplish uh, something. And here it is with the knowledge or the understanding ability to use and to apply what they know it might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Uh, and of course, uh, into all wisdom there. And and so this is kind of the bedrock of where we are in our understanding of the mystery that we have looked at Ephesians and Philippians. And now here we are in Colossians. And again, that is putting our mind and our heart along with the Holy Spirit that indwells us. And we're putting that, those three things in accord. And if we do that, then truly God is going to bless us uh, I think more fully because we now have the ability to Comprehend what it is that Paul is telling these people, and what Epaphras has been explaining to these people as he got it from Paul, and has went back and forth according to the spiritual understanding and all wisdom and spiritual understanding as it's said in the the King James Version. Now, Jack has got some notes here, but he didn't leave any Scripture to go with it. But i got two places I want you to look at in Scripture, but we'll go ahead and read Jack's. We'll read this out of the Koine Greek and then read what he has left us with, and then we're going to look at a couple of Places there, and I think he's got it somewhere in that reading. I'm sure he does. Yeah, it's no, it's one of the two things in that reading. So looking at it down out of the coin A, it says, "Through this also we, from the day we heard." do not cease on behalf of you praying and asking that ye may be filled with the acknowledgement of the will of Him and all wisdom and understanding spiritual. And to bring it down to the more modern English, it says, also through this, from day we heard Do not cease praying on your behalf and asking that you may be filled with the acknowledgement of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And this is Jack's notes. And they seem to get better and better every time we have a meeting. Whether there's scripture to go with it or not, because the reason I think most of this has been left out in the first eight or nine or ten verses here, that it have been gone over either in Philippians or Colossians uh, or yeah, if if if, uh, Philippians and Ephesians, and that it still should be on our mind. In our daily lives. And Jack says this. The Colossians had been believers in Christ for some time. The hearing here mentioned would not be then. Be of their conversion. The fact of their love has been transmitted. Amen. So what Paul had heard from Epaphras here, had to do with their acknowledgement of His will. And evidently, Paul says, you know, earlier on that Epaphras was their minister. So evidently, he was doing a great job. Let's go back to the notes here. It says, This exertion of the spirit of faith concerning His will makes us believe that this is concerning God's Purpose of the ages, spoken of in Ephesians three nine and Hebrews eleven three. Understanding these things, they would also accepted the teaching of Epaphras and Paul concerning the administration of the mystery. This only could explain Paul's excited response. Yep. He said they would not cease praying on their behalf and he would be praying that they would be filled. And this is important. Filled with the acknowledgement of his will. Paul wanted them to know all the particulars. He goes on to wish this to be in the all wisdom. The knowledge of the mystery would fill up their knowledge in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Such truth would have to be digested with spiritual understanding. And of course, this letter was going to do that when they got it. Certainly whenever they got it back. I want you to look with me to Hebrews 3 it's on page 1840 if you have a companion Bible and uh, let me see if I can let me see if I can find it in, in my Bible uh, Hebrews 11.3 yep I got it right here. Hebrews 11.3, it's on page 1840, as I said. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, or the ages were framed by the Word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So there's a little difference in the things that were made and the things that do appear. We won't get into that. But that gives you the the reason that he wrote about spiritual understanding and, uh, and getting that. Turn with me to First Corinthians, First Corinthians one nineteen, and First Corinthians. one nineteen. Yep, I marked that out too, so I'm doing two for two already. (laughs) I'll I'll just start with seventeen. It said for Christ sent me not to baptize but to preach the gospel. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians and correcting them. Uh not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. And Here's 19. He says, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So, people get their wisdom a lot of times from the world, and that's all they know, and that's all they feel like they need to know. And they leave God out of their life, and God out of their testimony, and all that. And, but here, Paul is giving uh, credit to the, to those that, uh, haven't seen him in person, but they're hearing this, uh, from one that is bringing it to them. And he is so grateful that that is being done. Now, this other thing that was in there was Ephesians 3 9. And I got it marked out too, so I'll just go ahead and read it. In Ephesians 3.9 says this, And to make all men to see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world, or we could also put there in ages past, hath been hid in God, who created all things who? by Christ Jesus Amen and there's other places that refer to that too and we'll get that as we go along a little further in Scripture so that was that was just three things here that I wanted you to see while we were here and while we were going through this and uh, Sometimes it's good to hear it more than one time. Especially with me. So we'll get on with verse 10 of Colossians 1. And 10 says, That ye might walk... He's talking to the Colossians here. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasings, being fruitful and do every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God so that's out of the King James Version and then I have written that you might to walk worthy or worthily and I added the two there To walk worthily or worth, worthy or worthily of the Lord. And, uh, and that is Christ Jesus of verse three. Unto all pleasing. And this pleasing there is the Greek word arishkia. Arishkia. That is the word for pleasing, being fruitful or fruit bearing that we see in in verse ten. Fruit bearing. And it shouldn't be in there, but it should be by, it's in the dative case, in uh 1048, I believe, in every good work. So, our fruit bearing, uh, to God is what He sees and what He accepts is the good work that has been given and is being put forth in other places, I think. That, that is fruitful. Uh, because, you know, when He, when, when He went to the Gentiles, back in the Acts period, uh, they were grafted in through Israel's hope, being grafted in as a wild olive tree and a tame tree, hoping that the tree would bear more fruit. It was not bearing the fruit that
1: God was Some of the lambs was were supposed wanting. to make some of the other lambs jealous.
0: Yeah. And they were going, to, you know, a lot of times you can you can cross pollinate something and a lot of times and it will really, really take off. And so that was, that was something in nature that's just nature. But again, God uses those things to give us examples of understanding, I think. And, and these last seven epistles are full of these things that we need to look at. And to comprehend a little bit and say, oh, well, yeah, you know, I can kind of see why he would do that. Because God doesn't need a reason. But sometimes we need a reason of explanation. And I think that's a good thing that we uh, get to see it that uh, God is using it in his work. And we should do it also the same way. And increasing in the knowledge of God. And, uh, and that of God, that's a semicolon there, so that, uh, this, this subject matter here is going to continue on into the next verse. But, you know, increasing in the knowledge, and I think that's the ability to explain mystery truth and to teach also of what God has given to Paul who is giving it to us. Doesn't matter if we're getting a second, third hand or a hundredth hand. It should be, uh, the knowledge of God that we're putting forth. And, uh, they, they are some, uh, they are some scripture that goes with this. But let's read what Jack has wrote. And Melda has wrote in their book. Brought it down from the Koine Greek. It says to walk worthily of the Lord in all pleasing in every work, good, bringing forth fruit and growing In the acknowledging of God. That's a little different from what you read in, in, in 10 there, but that, that, that is, that is great stuff. And to bring it down in, uh, to the more modern English is to walk worthy of the Lord and do all pleasing, bringing forth fruit. In every good work and growing in the acknowledging of God. And Jack wrote this, To walk, to worthy walk in the Lord, is the walk which pleases Him. That's good plain English there. It's uh, not hard to understand. It is not the walk toward the face of man, but before the face of the Lord. The key here is in all, is in unto all pleasing. And this doesn't refer to the pleasing of all men. It is the pleasing our head in all that we do. This connotes constant contact. This is the believer who does not wing it or Sets out on his own. Because he is his own, he wishes to please him. His work will bring forth fruit. Once again, this fruit may not be counted as the world counts fruit. And he mentions Galatians 5 here, 22 and 23. This activity which we call the walk, our walk, will be accompanied by his increase or his increasing, his acknowledging of God and his work, both well known in the life of the Acknowledger. And it says, see Ephesians 4.1 and 1 Peter 21 and so we're going to also look at uh, Galatians 5 that he mentioned here too so let's go back to Galatians and look at Galatians 5 for a minute and uh, and read what Jack mentioned there because I think it's important that we. Uh, let me get right on where I'm going to Galatians five. Okay, that is on page seventeen fifty seven. Galatians five twenty two. Okay, let's just read from that to the end of the, uh, to the end of the chapter. Starting at verse 22 in Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit, listen to this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, Temperance, which is self-control. Against such, there is no law. You remember the eight things that Paul wrote in Philippians 3 and 4? That, uh, you know, all these things that are wonderful or whatever.
1: Well, you know, think about it. The Spirit that brought forth those things in the Acts period. It's exactly the same spirit that brings forth those things in the present dispensation. So why would they if you think about it it's logical because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, why would that ever change?
0: Yeah, it wouldn't. Let's go ahead and read the other three verses. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections with the affections and lust. If we live in spirit let us also walk in spirit let us not be desirous of vain glory provoking one another or envying one another now that's what that's what Jack is was doing when he when he gave us that up there in his dissertation okay let's go back to Ephesians 4 uh 41 We don't have to go very far to get there. We just have to find the right page. And Paul says this in Ephesians 4:1, "I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy" Of the vocation were with year called. Now the vocation that Paul is calling us to. Is to this mystery of truth. And so I think so far down through two books going into the third letter. He's done a great job with it. He said, "With all lowliness, meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, studying to keep the oneness of the spirit and the bond of peace." And that is another little lesson that we need to remember too. Okay, and the next one is First Peter two go back to Peter first Peter 2 and it's on 1858 uh, we're going to look at uh, 221 it says for even here unto you were called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. That you should follow his steps. Talking about this walk, where to walk. That we should follow the lead of Christ and to follow his steps as he left us an example to do that. So that's what we get out of the notes there on verse 10. Let's look at verse 11. So let's go back to Colossians 1. And it says in verse 11, Strengthened in the, in the King James. Strengthened with all might. According to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. And if anyone ever had it burn in to him, this, this was the apostle Paul's thing that was on his mind. The patience and the long suffering And the joyfulness because of what he had been through ever since. Uh, He was back in Damascus after he had been gone for 40 days. And they started hounding him to do away with his life. And I think that was all part of the plan, really, if you get the thinking about it. So he says, strengthen Strengthened there, if you go to Appendage 172.1 and look at it, the word is dynamo dynamo. And it's this inherent power. It's, you find it in, in the deal where it says power. It's inherent power. It's power to be able to replace itself. You know, everything basically that man has made, it has to be recharged. It has to be connected to something again that gives you more power. But this inherent power, it doesn't matter how much you use, it's still as much there as it was to begin with. And and this is this is the way it is with the works of God and the works of the Godhead. I'll put it that way because as we go a little further in Colossians, we're going to find that out. That, uh, you know, it's an ongoing thing. Inherent power. Power to Reproduce itself with all might. And you go to 72 1 again to get that. Uh, uh, might there is agony. Uh, and according to, as we read there, or to his glorious power. Unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, and there, are a few things there that we need to look at also. Joyfulness is, uh, I think, one of the strands. I'm, I'm it. It ran through uh, Philippians and we're beginning to see it again here, this joyfulness in in Colossians because Paul is, is understanding that what he has said to others, it's getting out. It, it's being used. And I don't think anything could be more joyful to the Apostle Paul than to know that his word is going to others who will be Get, who will give it to others also? And so this is that vocation that we talked about there a few minutes ago. That's what we've been, that's the vocation that we as saints of God have been called into. That's, that's where we are. Okay, let's, let's read it down from the coin A Greek. In all power, being strength. According to the might of the glory of him unto all endurance and long suffering with joy. And down to the modern, more modern English, being strengthened in all power. According to the glory of his might unto endurance and long suffering. With joy. And Jack says this the enabling power of God is no small matter solely of conversation. That is a great statement of fact. God's unlimited ability with the power that he wields, we better thank him daily for sure for the goodness that he had to use it with.
1: And the grace, yeah.
0: Because this created being Satan... God has left here on this earth to give us the other side of the coin, if you will. And he has some power also, but it isn't but a drop in the bucket according to what the Godhead has. But here we are being able to see it because this is another example that we ought to know. The God is all-powerful, but created things are powerful, but they're not as powerful as the Godhead.
1: Amen. We'll
0: get to that a little further down the road
1: here. Now, he obviously don't know or believe that, but <laughs> because he still thinks he can beat God. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Satan...
1: Convinced uh, with his he, own...
0: He is given... He has given some rain, but he he's not given full rain. But God did not take all His abilities away from Him. But how would we know the greatness of God and His power if we didn't have something to uh, to judge it by? Good point. You know, that's where we are. Okay. Let's go back to Romans 9. And, uh, boy, I turned right to it there. So, I guess we really ought to take advantage of this. <laughs> 1680, page 1680, if you have a companion Bible, Romans 9, 4. And Paul says in 3, uh, For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ. For my brother and my kinsmen according to the flesh. Who are who are Israelites? So in Romans, you know, Paul understands this uh, according to the flesh. To whom pertains the adoption and the glory and the covenant. And the giving of the law. And the services of God. And the promises. Whose are the fathers. And of whom as concerning the flesh. Christ came. Christ came for his own. But yet. We are blessed. And blessed and blessed over and over again through Him coming to His own. Because that expanded, that expanded the Lord's reason for coming there. Who is overall. God bless forever. Amen. Whether the Lord was in the flesh, whether he was God's man or whether he was man's God, God loves his son. Amen. He is He is the pinnacle of God's love was his son. Amen. Whether we think about it daily or whether we don't. They had that agreement and the son agreed, Yeah, yeah, Dad, I'll do it. Before he ever created man. Before they was evidently before there was ever any sin. This was the way it was. Okay. That was Romans 9 4. Let's look at Philippians 4 4. We just finished it up. We don't have to go back but a page or two to get it. I think one page maybe. Mm-hmm. 4 4. Paul says this Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice and he says let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord can be The Lord can be reached out to
1: Through the avenue of prayer.
0: Absolutely. Okay, that's, that's the second one. Okay, let's go back to second Peter. Look at second Peter one six. And Paul and, and Jack kind of goes through these things again in different places. And he said, and to knowledge, temperance and the temperance patience and the patience godliness and the godliness brotherly kindness and to brother brother brotherly kindness charity for if these things be in you and abound they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Christ Jesus. Amen to that. Okay. That was Second Peter. Okay, let's go back to Hebrews. Let me see which way I'm going here. <laughs> uh we're going to Hebrews ten Thirty-six, eight, page eighteen, thirty-nine. Yeah, Hebrews ten. Thirty-six. It says, "For ye have need of patience." He is telling these young people that had come out of the wilderness and evidently their elders had died there for some reason or other maybe murmuring against God or something but Paul came out and crossed Jordan with young people they weren't old at all because most of the old ones that came out had the uh, murmured against God for some reason or other and uh, they got their reward if you call it a reward for that but Paul says this and if anybody really needed this it was those people that came out and it was the ones that Paul was teaching these things to because they hadn't been taught it very well.
1: You mean Moses? Huh? You mean Moses was teaching it too?
0: Well, yeah. Uh,
1: oh, you're talking about Paul talking to the Hebrews. Here. Yeah, Paul okay, was talking
0: here to these Hebrew children, uh, you know, after they came out across Jordan. <clears throat> and he said, for you have need... Of patience. That after ye have done the will of God, that uh, you might receive the promise. So, these people were in need of someone to teach them. Now, they had the promises, they had the, the, uh, The things that, of what they were supposed to do, but they didn't know them. It was like, well, we didn't listen to mom and pop. And I think that happens lots of times, even with what we're teaching today. A lot of times your children might want to hear it from somebody else. Uh, that it seems like It seems like a lot of young people, and I know this has probably gone on for ages because I don't think it's just cropped up recently, but, well, mom and dad don't know a whole lot. And uh, I'm not sure about what they're teaching, you know. And I think this is what these Hebrew, young Hebrew people were. They needed somebody to teach them that, we're not really living in the house with them or something like that. And I think that this was Paul's attitude toward them. And boy, you guys don't know very much. And you need somebody to teach you rather than you be teaching somebody else. And so this is the patience that he was referring to that, uh, they needed to get with the program to hear. And and then of course here at Hebrews. Paul didn't know all the story, but you know, we're studying it here now and it's in the notes that the you know, we need to look at this, you know. So here we are looking at it. So that was Hebrews ten thirty six. Uh And it says from verse twelve to twenty-two, he is the head. I don't know if that went. No, that that didn't go. That I don't know. I don't know where I got that. But we'll let that we'll let that go. We'll get to verse twelve. What time we got? Nine twenty-five. Nine twenty-five. Okay, let's go. We'll do twelve, and then we'll go on. Verse twelve. Let me go back to Colossians, and we'll go back to verse twelve, and then we'll pick up with thirteen in the next study. Good verse. Okay. Well, both pages is going together. I must add something on my fingers. It says, Giving thanks unto the Father. And here again, Ronnie mentioned in his study that this giving thanks is really praying certainly again. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet. To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, in my notes, and uh, it says giving thanks or asking for the grace and peace of the Father which made or enabled us and uh, enabled us and the word theres is Hakanu has is enabled us to uh, us meet or by his power. We were sealed and became sons and that made us fit in that sense, to be partakers or to have a share of the inheritance or a lot of the saints in the light. And that's full stop. And there's two or three verses we need to look at there, but let's read what? come out of the Koine Greek first it said giving thanks to the father who made complete us unto the share of the inheritance in the holy in the light in the English giving thanks to the father who made us competent unto the share of his inheritance of the holies in light. We have yet, Jack says, another reason to give thanks unto the Father. He made us competent or able to qualify for a share of the portion of the lot.
1: The greatest inheritance ever.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Each one of his inheritance. Each one of his believers, no matter what his earthly condition may have been, is now endowed with an inheritance. This inheritance is no less than the inheritance in the holies. Here are the glorious things Beings and people of his. This area is characterized by light. And then we got four or five places that we need to see and we'll look at them and go on. And one of them, the first one, in twelve is first John one seven, page 1871. Eighteen seventy one. Yeah, first
1: John. So, our share of that inheritance, in usually in the Greek, is EN, which means within.
0: Within, yeah.
1: So it's uh the share of the inheritance within the holies. That's the holy of holies. Yeah. Within the light. Well we know who the light is. Yeah. Without a doubt. And that's inside that light. Yeah.
0: Inside the light. Within
1: the light. Yeah. Uh
0: we have been we have been removed from the darkness, it says.
1: Uh, Transformed. Translated. Translated, Translated. yes, translated. Translated. From one place to another.
0: Yeah, translated is only used in Scripture three times. It's Huh?
1: Metatethomite. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: says, but if we walk in the light as as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with the other. And the blood of Christ Jesus, his son, cleansed us, from all sins. That's what John wrote uh, to his people way back, way back then. Okay, let's look. Let's look at uh, the Gospel of John, chapter eight. Okay, we're getting there. John 8, 12, 15, page 1537. Yeah. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. Full stop. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Okay. And then we're going to go back to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, what? 5, 8. And it's dealing with light and darkness. It says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Full stop. It says, Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. Of light, and then Second Corinthians four six. Turn back a few pages to Second Corinthians four, 4 six. And we we'll, let's do five and six, and we'll, we'll stop with that for tonight. It says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts, To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Thank you for allowing me to read to you and discuss with you some of the things that God gave Paul to give to us. And that doesn't diminish it at all because this is what our vocation is. This is what we have been chosen by God before he ever created anything. We were chosen by God as that is our vocation to do. And you know what? It took him 31 years to get me into the situation to where I could believe that. Amen. And I'm going on 51 years in that now. August the 16th is coming up pretty quick. So Hallelujah. glory be to God that uh, some way, somehow, with some good friends and people that I met along the way explained this to me in a way to where I could get in the Word and pick it up and hopefully bring it to you and to others that we might be enlightened just a little more by it and that we are endowed with this understanding that we can Sit down with others and communicate this with them to where they might find whether they're, they have been chosen or not. Cause we can't tell that. Amen. Only the spirit can tell that. Well, thank you very much. And for your time, thank you for your love and be with us on Saturday if you can. That uh, we might be in grace again by another great helping of God's word. Amen. It's better than vitamin A, B, C, D, <laughs> K, and all these other things. Yeah, it's it's just that powerful. God bless you.